Hello, and thank you so much for listening to Talking Sports with Evan. I'm Evan Wittalison, uh host of this show, and uh, lots to talk about, lots to discuss today. Um, Packer victory over the Bears, and Packers get the home field advantage through in throughout the NFC portion of the playoffs. A lot of coaching openings in the NFL now. Um, and NFL wildcard weekend coming up as well. So I have lots to discuss, um, lots to go over. Hope you enjoy the show. If you want to contribute to the show at all, you are always welcome to email me. Um, talking sports with Evan at gmail.com with your thoughts, feelings, and opinions. You can also find me on Facebook, Talking Sports with Evan, or tweet at me at Evan with Sports. So, like I said, lots to talk about Packer victory, coaching openings, NFL Hall of Fame finalists. Um, see who gets the nomination this year. A couple Packers, former Packers, and ties to the Packers on that list. So I'm going to talk about that a little bit as well. Um, you know, before I do jump into that, crazy time we're having right now in this country between COVID, between what's going on in Washington, D.C., between um, lots of things. Just a very crazy time in this country, in this world right now. So I'm not going to go into detail on that. Um I hope you take the time to listen to the show and, uh, you know, use it as, I don't want to say an outlet, but just use it as an outlet if you need to step away from overload um, and the frustration that is happening with this, um, this these issues going on in, in the world today. So be safe out there. Um, you know, be be safe, be the bigger person, stop with the divisiveness, stop with the hatred of one another. Yes, it didn't go your way, but, you know, you don't have to be a child about it. I'm just going to leave it at that. Don't need to be a child because it didn't go your way. Is, and that's basically what we're seeing right now. So, with that said, um, before I go any further, uh, the Talking Sports with Evan show is we're, we're uh, presented to you by uh, Coach Evan Fitness, Strong Enough Fitness. So are you strong enough to join me if you're looking to lose weight, get healthy, work out, need some place to help you with accountability and motivation and coaching and encouragement and whatnot, then uh, let me know. CoachEvan66 at gmail.com. I'm doing a program right now called Over the Edge, uh, pro- program by Chris Downing, former Beachbody trainer. And I've done uh, quite a few Beachbody home workouts as well. So if you're interested in learning more, all you got to do is shoot me a message. Shoot me an email, coachevan66 at gmail.com. Let me know um, what what you think. So moving on. Packer game. Packers Bears. Packers get the victory over the Chicago Bears on Sunday, 35-16. Clinch home field. Um, in the divisional round and in the NFC Championship game, if uh, you know, God willing, they get to play in the NFC Championship game. So, a few a few thoughts from the game on Sunday. I'm not going to go my usual um, break down what happened, things like that. I, I'm mostly going to talk about things that I noticed that stood out to me. Okay, 
so Packers get the win, 35-16. Um, Rodgers, 19-24 for 240 yards and four touchdowns. Probably easily could have been over 300 yards if MVS doesn't have a drop, but whatever. Aaron Jones, 11 for 42 and a touchdown. Jamal Williams, 5 of 26. Dylan, one carry for three yards, which I'm going to – I brought Dylan up because I'm going to talk about him in a moment. MVS, two catches for 87 yards. Devontae, six for 46 and a touchdown. Tunyon, uh, two for 18 and a touchdown. The Everyone who everyone thought would have a touchdown this week, uh, Dominic Daphne had one catch for 13 yards, which resulted in a touchdown. Chris Barnes continued solid play. Savage continued solid play. As much as you want to criticize them, Kevin King had a pretty solid game. Not a spectacular game. Yes, there's some areas where he... Makes you want to rip hair out if if I had hair. But overall, he I think he played a pretty solid game. He was very active. Christian Kirksey continues to play well. Amos continues. Rashawn Gary continued to play well. And, you know, coming into the game, I said, I tweeted, the key to Packer victory in this game, controlling the line of scrimmage. I felt they were going to control the line of scrimmage on offense. Even And that was before I knew Bakhtiari was hurt. But I still felt they were going to do that. And I knew they were going to control the line of scrimmage on defense. Kenny Clark has been playing outstanding football. Dean Lowry has been playing outstanding football. So I, those are the reasons I felt. Those are the reasons I thought that the Packers are going to win. Then uh, Packers bring in uh, Snacks Harrison, another big body defensive lineman. And he made a few, hmm, you know, plays that made you go, hmm. You know, just imagine what would happen if he plays next to B.J. Raji on the field. You know, he just, and I put it on Twitter yesterday, again, at Evan Witt Sports. Uh, one of the plays he had, he just completely blew pot by his man. Forced a running back to have to cut back to the right, where he ends up only getting a three-yard carry, because Barnes and Lowry and, uh, I want to say Amos, or maybe Savage is right there to bring him down. You know, Snacks in his first game as a Packer showed how he can change what offenses could do just by his big body in the middle with Kenny Clark. So the Bears went on and went forward on fourth down a lot. Two of the times they didn't run. Well, one of the times they threw, they got the first down, the other time they didn't. But two of the times they decided to throw on fourth and one. Why did they throw on fourth and one? Well, Harrison is lined up right by the center. You're not giving him, you know, very many options or very much room to make a play. Um, you know, so it changed the Bears' game plan there. So, you know, when you have a guy like that who can demand double teams, and there's one play between Clark and Raji. I mean, not Raji. I wish that I miss BJ Raji sometimes. But between Clark and Harrison, they took out the center and both guards in the same play. And Chris Barnes, untouched, is able to slide over to the gap and nail the linebacker. With those two bodies in front of him, I see Chris Barnes continuing to excel. You know, he's a he has a nose for finding the football. He's not afraid to to uh, to to. He's not afraid to, you know, put the hit on somebody. He's smart. He's instinctive. And like I said, when you're not getting blocked by anybody, because Harrison and Clark and Laurie, if he's in there, is uh, keeping linemen off of you, 
All you got to do is just find the ball and tackle him. So, and I think that's also helped Christian Kirksey quite a bit too. Um, not, not only is he not playing that Mike strong side middle linebacker anymore, that's what Barnes is doing. He's now the weak side middle linebacker. Uh, him and Martin kind of switch off and on. Um, Kirksey's been playing much better, um, which, again, a big, big thing. Um, Savage continuing to be a shutdown safety, same with uh, Amos, and that helps it out quite a bit too um, because you can take a little bit more chances as corners if your safeties are playing so well. Um, Gary, again, causing disruption quite a bit, caused it on Sunday against the Bears. It was great to see, especially for those that were whining and complaining about the drafting of Gary. Well, you know what? This What you're seeing right now with how disruptive he can be, yes, he doesn't get sacks all the time, but with just how disruptive he can be, he he forces the you know the offense to have to keep extra guys in rather than flooding out the passing route. So overall, Packers played a solid game. They did have their third quarter struggle, and really it was just a dropped pass by MVS is why they had that struggle. Um, but overall, the Packers played pretty well, and I never I never felt worried, even when. The the Bears cut the lead. Um, I never felt worried. I, I figured they would win. I, I just figured they would win. I never felt worried. Um, it's And I saw, I forget who tweeted it, but I saw somebody tweet in reference to the Milwaukee Bucks game tonight. You know, it's a game that's going to be like a 115 to 105 uh, game. It's not quite a blowout, but... You know, you never felt worried at any point in the game. That's how I felt, kind of felt about this game. Like, yeah, the final score ended up being a blowout because the Packers scored two t- late touchdowns. But I I was never worried. Like, I, I, I don't know. I just, the, the, um, the Bears offense especially just didn't worry me. So there is a couple of things, though, I do want to bring up. Um, Martin. I think has great talent, great potential to be a very good linebacker, but he still has some work he needs to do. On the first touchdown by the Bears, um, the Bears did a more of a towards the like an off tackle type play um, to the left. The tight end came to try to kick somebody out. Savage came in and took out the block. You know the tight end. And rather than just hit the hole, which if he would have hit the hole, he would have had a tackle in the backfield and no touchdown, he stepped towards the tight end first and then tried to get to Montgomery. I don't know why. You know, it's just little things like that that he needs to clean up, but I'm still fairly positive that Martin has big potential to be a a, a really, really good linebacker next to Barnes. I really do. He just needs to play more under control. A um, couple other people I just want to bring up really quick that seems to be uh, always be on Packer fans' bad sides. Um, MVS. Look, the the, the drop sucked. It, it would have been another touchdown. Twenty eight to what thirteen at that point now. Twenty yeah twenty eight thirteen, and now you don't sweat a little bit uh, late in the third quarter, early fourth quarter before you pull away. 
I get it. It's frustrating. But he, he, he does so much positive. I just don't want you to lose light of that. He's always downfield blocking for everybody else. He comes up with big plays seemingly out of nowhere. And yes, I know he misses a few plays here and there. We've seen it. But overall, he, he always tends to come up with the big, big play every now and then. And there's one play in the game that really makes stands out to me um, from Sunday. So there was a play, I think it was the first series. Rodgers had to scramble. Um, MVS is looking like he was doing a crossing route going across the field. Finds a hole in the Bears zone and just sits there. He just sits there for have Rodgers find him and get him the ball, and the Packers get a first down. Not the first time he's done that this year, but it's little things like that is knowing where to be when you know Rodgers is in scramble mode. That is going to keep him in Green Bay. Because Rodgers, like Randall Cobb, when Rodgers was scrambling around in the pocket trying to buy time, Randall Cobb always knew where to be. And with MVS starting to develop that reputation, as he always seems to know where to be you know, for Rodgers, same with Devontae, that's going to keep him in Green Bay because it's showing Rodgers that he can trust him. You know, if I have to, you know, if I have to scramble, I know you know where to you know where to find the hole and you know to sit there. You're not going to keep moving around. You're going to give me some place to put the ball. So the unfortunate thing with MVS, and it's not really MVS, it's more some 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 fans. He can do 30 positive things. Okay? He does one bad thing. You automatically forget about all 30 positive things he did. He sucks. He's horrible. He's awful. I hate him. But he just did like four or five plays in a row where he did really good for you. Yeah, but he did this. Now, I get it was a little more bit of a lot, you know, of a spotlight in that Indianapolis game because it was overtime where he fumbled the ball. But. I would love to see you as high on the good as you are with the bad. And that also brings me to Kevin King. And and I know Kevin King is never going to be beloved in Green Bay for, for a, a, a good chunk of the fan base for one reason and one reason only. The Packers didn't take T.J. Watt. Kevin King could have 30 interceptions, 1,000 tackles, force 12 fumbles, and be defensive player of the year times five. And a chunk of Packer fans would just hate him because he's not T.J. Watt. But, you know, King has some areas where he needs to improve. And he had a couple game stretch. Yes, he did not play really well at all. But Sunday, in my opinion, he played pretty damn well. You know, Alexander doesn't really get any targets. They're always looking at Sullivan and King in the passing game. That is who they're constantly looking for. Alexander, I mean, yeah, Sullivan and King. So, of course, you're going to give up catchers. You're going to give up some yards because that's who they're looking for almost every single play. And it's not because they think King is the weak link. It's because they know not to throw on Alexander. We're not going to throw to Alexander. we got to throw the ball somewhere. So where are we going to go with the football? We're going to go over here. And there's some areas, sometimes King tends to just throw that shoulder in there when he tries to make a tackle. Did it again Sunday, and it was frustrating. 
But that same play, Martin, he missed the tackle too. I don't see anyone giving, you know, getting on his case about it. Um, and then the third down, uh, fourth down conversion when he was on Robinson. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if it's a scheme thing or the player, but there's no reason for him to be that far off um, of the receiver in that situation. But overall, King made some, made some nice plays in coverage, broke up a few passes, was in on a lot of tackles, and there was one where he pr- pretty much potentially saved a touchdown as he chased the receiver across the formation who caught it on a, a little like swing pass, and he uh, knocked him out of bounds at about the five-yard line. I think the Bears had to settle for three. So, yes, I get it. He's not Alexander. He's not T.J. Watt. But King went healthy, and I know that's, that's a key thing too, but when healthy, Kevin King is a solid football player. And if he's not back in Green Bay next year and he goes someplace else, somebody's going to get a really good corner, kind of like a la Micah Hyde or Casey Hayward in Buffalo and uh, uh, Chargers, respectfully. They're going to get a guy that's going to play extremely good football for them. And and I get it. If King doesn't come back, you can't re-sign everybody. But I just all I got to say about King is be careful what you wish for. That's all I got to say. So Packers get the first round by. Um, they have a, a list of teams they could potentially play, but more than likely they're going to get the you know winner of Tampa Bay and Washington. Now, if the Bears somehow pull off the upset or the Rams somehow pull off the upset, then they're going to get one of those two teams. But right now it's likely going to be the winner of Tampa Bay and um you know, Tampa Bay and Washington. So, and and I, I get that there's certain teams we would rather face than others, but my thing is, I don't care who we play. I don't care who the Packers play. You have to beat who's ever in front of you to get to the Super Bowl. It doesn't matter who you play. Bring on Tampa. Bring on Washington. Bring on Chicago again. Bring on whoever. You have to get by that team to win the Super Bowl. So... At this point, I don't think there's a team in the NFC except maybe fully healthy. I think with the Saints, I think would be a really good game between the two teams. I don't think there's a team in the NFC that can beat Green Bay. The only way I think they can beat Green Bay is if Green Bay has one of their extremely slow starts, which they had a few times last year, or an extended uh, low law of action like they had a couple times this year. So speaking of that, NFL playoffs. So the playoffs are set. We have Colts and Bills, Rams, Seahawks, Ravens, Titans, rematch from last year, Tampa Bay, Washington, Chicago, New Orleans, and Pittsburgh and Cleveland. Cleveland is finally in the playoffs. So prediction for wild card weekend. I think Buffalo gets the win, being the home team, uh, playing in the element, something the Colts aren't used to doing. I think the Bills get the victory. Um, Just with the injury problems the Rams are having, with the question mark if Jared Goff is going to play or not, I think the Seahawks win pretty easy. Um, Tampa Bay, Washington, this is where I've gone back and forth on quite a bit. I think that defensive line of Washington is going to cause problems for Tom Brady. However, 
I think Brady can make just enough plays with Antonio Brown and Godwin and possibly Mike Evans that I think Tampa Bay gets the victory. Ravens-Titans, I think the Ravens get the victory here. It's going to be the opposite of last year where the the Titans came in as underdogs into Baltimore in the divisional round and punched Baltimore in the mouth. I think it's going to be the opposite. I think Baltimore is up, coming out for revenge. They're going to come into Nashville, and they're going to punch Tennessee in the mouth. I think the I think the Bears get the upset um, with question marks around Kamara. Michael Thomas practice windows open again. The Bears defense is better than what the Saints saw last week, and if they don't have um, the running games uh, game available with Kamara, that's going to really hurt the uh, Saints' chances. And after being out all week because of COVID, and who knows what, you know, what effects COVID might have on him, uh, you know, with his, with his, uh, um, with his stanima, he may not be as effective. And I think the Bears have just enough on defense to uh, make Drew Brees uncomfortable and pull up that upset. And, Prior to the Browns' issues with COVID, I was gonna uh, I was gonna pick the Browns upset, but with the fact that the head coach of the the Browns is not available, a few more players aren't available. Um, we don't know what the team is gonna look like Sunday night because we don't know how much farther this outbreak is going to go. I think the Steelers are gonna roll. It sucks the Browns' first playoff appearance in 18 years, and they're gonna get blown out. I know it sucks. But I just don't see how Pittsburgh loses this with all the obstacles um, Cleveland's facing right now. Just, just, just my my two cents there. So, moving on, next topic: um, NFL Hall of Fame finalists announced: Jared Allen, Rondé Barber, Tony Baselli, Leroy Butler, Alan Fanica, Tory Holt, Kelvin Johnson, John Lynch, Peyton Manning. Clay Matthews, Sam Mills, Richard Seymour, Zach Thomas, Reggie Wayne, and Charles Woodson. I think there are two no-brainer guaranteed in there. That's Peyton Manning or Charles Woodson. I don't know how many people they're going to take. But out of the ones on this list, I feel the most deserving outside of Woodson and Manning I think, and maybe, and I'm not trying to be a homer here, but Leroy Butler definitely deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. He redefined the safety position in the NFL in his career in Green Bay, 1990 to 2001. Um, He definitely deserves to get in this year. And I think it's finally time for Clay Matthews to get in. Um, He's been a guy that's been, uh, you know, overlooked year after year after year. I think this is the year he needs to get in. So that those are four, and I would say if they're going to pick the fifth person, I don't really know who that would be. Maybe John Lynch. Um, maybe they finally put John Lynch in the Hall of Fame, I guess. I don't know. I think Tony Baselli deser- deserves to be in there. Rondé Barber, I, I'm kind of torn on. Jared Allen, I think he should be in eventually. Um, Reggie Wayne, eventually. Wide receivers tend to have to wait a little bit. I don't think Richard Seymour is a Hall of Famer to me. 
Um, Sam Mills, I could go either way. Um, Kelvin Johnson, not a first ballot. I'm sorry. Wide receivers hardly get in on first ballot as it is. And I think Kelvin Johnson left a little too much on the field when he retired. If he would have played a few more a few years longer, definitely first ballot, but I think he has to wait a, a year or two before he gets in. So So Charles Woodson, Peyton Manning, Clay Matthews, Leroy Butler, and John Lynch. Those who I think are going to get into the Hall of Fame. And NFL coaching openings. We have open right now, Atlanta looking for head coach and general manager. Carolina Panthers looking for their general manager. Um, Denver Broncos looking for a general manager. Detroit Lions looking for head coach and general manager. Houston Texans just hired a general manager, but now they're looking for... uh, head coach, they hired Nick Casario, Patriots director of player personnel, to take over their GM position. Um, Jacksonville, they're looking for both head coach and general manager. The Los Angeles Chargers are looking for a head coach. The Jets are looking for a head coach. And Washington football team looking for a general manager. So here's my... My feelings on the coaching openings. So one headline I saw is that the Texans will not be interviewing Eric Bieniemy. I think that's stupid. It, it, it's a no-brainer fit. Like Deshaun Watson fits what Kansas City Chiefs run on offense. I think he could easily run the offense that Mahomes runs. That's a great fit. Like I don't, I don't understand why you don't interview Bieniemy. But what we're going to see here, okay, what we are going to see when the coaching carousel starts getting filled, what we are going to see is teams that are seriously trying to get better and teams that just tend to do the same thing over and over again, expecting things to be different this time. And for me, that's your Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, I've heard rumor, and I know we have all heard the rumors of Urban Meyer possibly going there. I think that would be a huge mistake. I think they should go for a guy like Arthur Smith. I think they should go for a guy like Eric Bieniemy, um, Robert Sala, get somebody else in there. I, Urban Meyer is not going to be a good NFL head coach. I'm sorry. I, I just don't see him being a good NFL head coach. Somehow Pete Carroll got better the second go around. So I could be wrong, but I just don't see it. Um be very curious on who the Chargers um, take because you have an offense that's already pretty much ready to bust out. Um, They already did with Herbert this year. So I think Joe Bradley or Brian Dowble probably make the most sense. Maybe Arthur Smith. Um, So I would go one of those. I've heard Jason Garrett's name be mentioned in any of you. Don't go Jason Garrett. Please don't don't go Jason Garrett Chargers. If you go Jason Garrett, again, you're just doing the same things you do every every time you need a new head coach. You pick wrong, and now you're going to need a new head coach in two to three years from now. Um, so Chargers and Jacksonville, I don't trust to make the right move. Um, 
the Jets, they've, uh, they're interviewing the enemy, or they interviewed him today as a recording. They've requested interviews for Brian Dalble, uh, Brandon Staley, Patrick Graham, Arthur Smith, and Matt uh, Abrifus. Uh, he's the defense coordinator for the Colts. I think the Jets need to go with probably more of a defensive-minded coach. Brandon Staley, um, uh, Ibrifus, those two would be perfect fits, I think. I don't think Patrick Graham is ready to be a head coach. Arthur Smith, I don't know if he's 100% ready to be a head coach yet. Um, but I think the other two I just mentioned are. Um, I think Biennemi, if they go the offensive route, would be a great choice. Um, Houston, they've interviewed Jim Caldwell. They've interviewed Marvin Lewis. They've interviewed Joe Brad Brady. Um, they've requested the Colts D defensive coordinator and the T Titans offensive coordinator, Arthur Smith. The Texans are another team that for some reason, I have no faith they're going to get this correct. I think they're going to go with the, I don't think they, they know um, what they're doing. We saw what happened the last time they hired, they had a former New England Patriot running the personnel department. O'Brien traded away Hopkins for literally nothing. So, I don't trust them. Atlanta, I trust. Um, Raheem Morris, the team seemed to play better under him. But I think they should go with Eric Bieniemy or Robert Sala. I think one of those two would be a great fit there. And Detroit, I've heard Marvin Lewis has interviewed. Bieniemy's interviewed. They've interviewed Darrell Bevel. They've interviewed, are going to be interviewing Robert Sala. And they want to interview Arthur Smith and Dan Campbell. Detroit's going to do something dumb. Again, they're going to do Dan Campbell or Marvin Lewis. That's what they're going to do. Marvin Lewis never won a playoff game in Cincinnati. Yes, I know the Bengals have been awful since, but he's never won a playoff game in Cincinnati. Very undisciplined team. Lots of penalties. Lots of stupid penalties. And I just don't think Dan Campbell is an NFL head coach. I think he's good at what he does. But I don't think he's an NFL head coach. Um, and I think that is it. So the uh, um, I had a, a ranking on the top openings. But I must have closed that window out. Oh, here we go. Open in a different page. So. The USA Today, Nate Davis, updated a day ago, his top openings. He ranked the Falcons six, fourth pick of the draft. Um, so that helps. But Khan, a lot of bloated contract. But the thing is with the Lanner, the reason why I think it's a high pro, a high quality job is, especially offensively, you have a lot already. You don't have to go through a whole new, re, a whole rebuild. You have a lot. You have a solid. Uh, quarterback, you have solid wide receiving core, decent offensive line. I I think you could bring it back one more year offensively. That's why I think the enemy or a defensive minded coach like Sal would be perfect. They put Detroit fifth. Um, I'm just not. There's something about Detroit that I don't know. I don't care who they bring in; they're just not going to be successful. 
Um, they have the Texans fourth. Obviously, Deshaun Watson. Great quarterback to have on your team. Unfortunately, they don't have a ton of draft capital. They don't have a ton of uh, cap room. Um, they $14 million cap deficit, actually. So that's going to be tough to figure out for the new GM and head coach. They have the Jets, number three. Um, $72 million in cap space is huge. His second overall pick is huge. And it's uh, another first-round pick in uh, Seattle's first and third rounders and another first-round pick in 2022. So a lot of draft capital. The problem is the, you, you lost out on Trevor Lawrence, so now are you going to uh, likely lost out on Trevor Lawrence. Now you're going to do Justin Fields. You're going to do Zach Wilson. You're going to bring back Sam Darnold again. I think as an offensive-minded coach, I would be very intrigued by Sam, Don- Sam Darnold's um, potential. You know, the Chargers, I think number two, um, good spot for them. Uh, solid offense, okay defense. Uh, they had a lot of injuries on defense with especially Derwin James out for the year, injured, $30 million in cap space. Uh, I think they'll be fine. And then Jacksonville, uh, tons of cap space, 77.6 projected in cap space. Um, number one overall pick. Some nice pieces on both sides of the ball. Um, Josh Allen, C.J. Henderson, um, Charlson, Rob, Rob, uh, James Robinson, Miles Jack, Chark. Um, they just need a quarterback. And maybe Trevor Lawrence is the uh, that guy. Um, so that that's my rankings. Again, I kind of already talked about the teams that I think are going to find ways to screw it up. Um, so, yeah. So with that said, thank you so much for, uh, um, thank you so much for listening to the show. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, I will be bringing back with you next week, previewing whoever the Packers playoff opponent is, which if my predictions go right, it will be the bears. Um, With that said, enjoy, be safe, be healthy, and I will talk to you all later. See ya.